The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode. In the amber today, obviously, in the Gillette Labs performance rankings, <coughs> was the Republic of Ireland World Cup draw. For more reaction to that, I'm delighted to say we've got Kathleen McNamee with us. Kathleen, was it an amber draw or was it a green draw? Was Nathan being a little bit harsh here? Uh, no, I think you guys are probably being fair about it. I mean, I agreed with most of what Nathan said in terms of the fact that it's a really difficult draw footballing wise, but in terms of the excitement we can build for it, in terms of like the times the games are on, it's absolutely perfect for everything. Um, and I won't lie, like when I watched the draw, I was at a wedding on Friday night. So I was a little bit bleary eyed, kind of like one eye open following it on my phone. And as the teams came through, my first initial reaction was, oh no, these like, these are good teams. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, we have, we definitely have the capabilities to get some results. I've looked at some of the like international reaction to the draw and basically everyone is saying that we're going to come last in this group. Right. But I don't know. I feel like we could be the one that like trip people up. And I hope that's the case, especially by the time it comes around to next year. Um, it was really disappointing to hear from Vera Powell that like players like Jesu and Ellen Malloy probably won't be back. That was disappointing but I hope that with the rest of the squad we have and who knows as well who might come through in the next couple of months who could provide a really interesting tournament for us um, <clears throat> the, the interview that Vera did with John Duggan on, on Saturday she spoke about knowing Nigeria very well from her time involved with South Africa what should we expect from Nigeria Like, and how good a team are they? They're great. I think this year was the first, it's like only the third ever time that they haven't won WAFCON. Um, they are, uh, I mean, their star player, their kind of Kane McCabe is Aswala. Um, she plays with Barcelona. She is one of their top strikers. She has had a few injury issues over the last year or so. So again, not that you would ever wish someone to be injured, but that's the sort of player that we would be watching for and seeing how she performs over the next while. I think what we can expect from Nigeria is a really tough game. In terms of rankings, we're in very different positions, but the majority of their players play in La Liga or Europe. I think they only have one player who actually plays in Nigeria. Everyone else is based outside of the country. So I think what we're getting there is a really attacking, fast style of football. Um they, I mean, we watch the La Liga a lot more now that Barcelona have kind of become the super power that they have. And, you know, there's quite a few Atletico players on there, a few from Real Betis as well. And they're all just incredibly quick. They're very, very strong on the ball. And I think what we can probably expect is a really tough encounter with them. I think with Australia and Canada, we're going to be coming up against like very, very um, technically minded players because that's how a lot of them play. Whereas with, I think we can get a very gritty match with someone like Nigeria, which I think will be fun to watch. And I hope we would be able to get a result out of it as well. You hope that uh, there'll be still something to play for as well by the time it comes to that Nigeria game. And that'll be reliant on Ireland getting something from the first two matches. Uh, Canada don't have an exceptional record at World Cup finals, but they are the Olympic champions. Uh, they beat Sweden on penalties, and obviously Ireland have also drawn with Sweden. So maybe again, there's some confidence we can take from that. Is that because this is a is this the best generation of Canadian players we've seen? Um, 
it it definitely is one of the better ones i think that olympic win came as a surprise for a lot of people no one really saw it coming uh obviously they have some really really talented players on that team you know christine sinclair this is kind of seen as her like swan song tournament top 39 yeah, still the top scorer in international football, and she's not doing a Ronaldo on it every week and walking off the pitch in the in a huff. But um, I think for a player like her, it will be a really interesting tournament to see what she is actually able to do because they're bringing up quite a few young players. You know, the likes of uh, Jordan Hutima, who played with PSG for ages, and now she's over in the NWSL. Quinn, they, I don't. I think there's been a lot of issues in Canadian football, similar enough in the way that we probably had our own issues. Like after they won that gold medal, there was a lot of talk for a while that they weren't going to be given, you know, a, a gold medal match back at home where they'd be able to present themselves to the country and be like, hey, look, let's do a tour around the place because the Canadian Federation didn't want to give them that. So I think this team has probably achieved in spite of a lot of the things that have go- gone on in the background in their federation. Um, and it's really going to be dependent on which players are coming up. Like I would say that Olympic win was probably more a product of teams like the US and Sweden not performing to their highest ability rather than Canada being particularly outstanding throughout the whole tournament. So their ranking is really, really high. Like, um, is that something we should be concerned about? Is that like a bit of an anachronism? Have the world rankings not quite sorted themselves out? Why are they so high? Uh, well, like at the end of the day, they did still win. You can still criticize the fact that, you know, in and around them, the teams might not have been playing too well, but they still have an Olympic gold medal. They still have some of the top players out of that rank. I think they're like, they were the last top ranked team. So like out of all the rankings, they're probably one of the ones you would prefer to face. Um, but I think the thing with the rankings is it's like, how do you actually judge these teams? I mean, we're up in one of our highest ever rankings. That's We can see we can see the development for us. We can see the progress. But as you get to those upper echelons, it's really hard to, like, how do you distinguish? Like, the U.S. are still up there, but many people would say that they've had some of their worst couple of years in forever. So I think the thing with rankings is always to take them with a pinch of salt. I mean, I think Nigeria are 45th ranked. But I would still expect a tough game from them and I wouldn't expect us to just run away with it even though we're 20 places ahead. So I don't know, it, rankings are just something I never put a massive amount of pressure on because while they'll give you a certain insight, they don't really tell you that much about the ins and outs of a team. Okay. Uh, the injury problems that you've talked about, obviously, <clears throat> that they're the long-term injury ones that we might have suspected that uh, we might be unlikely to have recuperation from in time, particularly Jesu. Um does that create opportunity for other players? Is there a tier who are underneath that level who would be in the squad who were looking to be bolters for this World Cup squad who might make the team? Or has Vera Pau largely got a settled squad at this stage of, of players who she knows will do a job for her in the style of play that she wants? I think she has got a pretty settled squad, but I found it interesting over the weekend when she was talking about it and saying that you know she had quite a few emails into her inbox about players who are now coming forward with Irish passports. And she said during that interview that she was monitoring quite a few players from abroad and that there are people that she has her sights on. And I don't know what she including as well, a few of the younger players in the WNL, you know, the likes of Jesse Stapleton and other people who were like really, really performing well and maybe just a bit young at this stage to be brought in. Um, But I think what we've seen from 
Vera so far is that when it comes to the bigger game, she does have a pretty settled squad. She doesn't really like changing. That's not anything new. I mean, that's how she's played her entire career. But when she has like an uh, opportunity to bring people in for those kind of wider training sessions, she is willing to do it. And I think the fact that those two players, like say the likes of Jessu is out, I do think it provides a massive opportunity. And I think you even look at the the way the WNL is going this season, the matches that there were at the weekend, there's very clearly like a lot of talent in the league. So I think it would be silly at this stage, especially because we don't know who else is going to get injured between now and July next year. You know, it's we need to have a massive squad depth if we want to be competitive and we need to make sure those players who are maybe on the edges now are given that time in the lead up to the World Cup so that we don't have a situation where, say, it's like before the game against Scotland and we lose six or seven players and suddenly we're going to a World Cup being like, oh no, <laughs> we have these young players, we think they have a bit of talent, but we, we haven't given them enough opportunities. And that's why games like the November International, hopefully we can get someone, hopefully we can get a few more in before the World Cup are so, so important for us. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Vera Powell was saying, uh, presuming that November International happens, that that would probably be the only chance for players on the fringes to really stake a claim. She didn't seem particularly happy that it was only 23 players in the squad as compared to 26 for the Men's World Cup. That, again, it means injuries. You're very tight in certain positions. And she's generally picked quite big squads of 28, 29 players, albeit sticking quite rigidly to the same 13 or 14 who would end up starting. And also... uh, that she's had a lot of phone calls already uh, from the diaspora who have uh, looked at Ireland qualifying and uh, realised they have a bit of Irish heritage. Now, I see she's quoted saying, if you don't have a passport already, don't bother making that call. But it would be interesting if there are players, uh, I certainly know on the men's side, they've got an unbelievably good scouting system in the UK to realise what players are eligible. If that was a route that they were to go down, I know like Lucy Quinn has come in in the last couple of years. Lily Ag, obviously, it seems, has been trying to work on it for quite a bit of time uh, but I'm sure there are plenty of players there and you know, that's a that's a big decision for Vera Powell to make in terms of could that cause disharmony if you're bringing somebody in from the outside when you have as I say so many players who've been there get them in now get them in now and then you know don't bring them to the World Cup but then use them for the tournament after like I yeah. <clears throat> what about the group dynamic Even like players like Megan Walsh as well you know we had so many conversations when she first came into the squad is she going to take that place from Courtney Brosnan even though she's been there for so long and kind of like proved her quality and I think she probably would have if only Megan Walsh didn't have that like slight injury early on when she first came in she probably would have taken that spot so it's that weird thing when you watch this squad I know everyone's become incredibly attached to this squad because of what they've qualified and what they've done for us but we're also going to have to place that somewhere and realize that, oh, this might not actually be the squad that goes and chances are probably won't. Like people are going to miss out. People aren't going to go. We're going to have to place that aside somewhere and say, like, look at it quite coldly and be like, OK, well, what's our best chances at actually performing at this tournament? Yeah. Fairness, I think Vera Powell is very capable of looking at a cold <laughs> and yeah. making those someone, big decisions. Someone we like is getting dropped. Kathleen, good stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.